the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at LargoCC.org. If, if, if you know you're poor in spirit, I'm not going to ask anybody to raise your hand, but if you have a sense of being helpless before God in the situation you're in right now, that might be you're a sinner. That, that might be a trial that you're in, or a difficulty, or a problem. But wherever you are in your spiritual journey, if you're feeling helpless and powerless, friend, there is hope for you. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus begins to teach his disciples about being blessed in a passage of Scripture commonly known as the Beatitudes. On today's Healing Word, Pastor Jack Morris is going to specifically take a look at those who are poor in spirit and those who mourn, and how that sensitivity to our human condition can bring about God's blessing. I've been thinking about spiritual life and spiritual character and how to develop it and move on from where I am right now. I don't want to plateau in my Christian experience, but I know it's so easily done. We reach a certain place, we're somewhat comfortable uh, in that place, uh, and uh, we go to church, and we need to do that, read our Bibles. But I, I believe that there's so much in the Lord, so much in God, such depth, such height, such breath, uh, and, and life is going so quickly, and how are we going to move into that place in the Lord that he has called us to move into? So I'm going to try to talk about the blessed person as we go through these nine Beatitudes, and I hope to get them all finished, because I'll be no doubt using two at a time each Sunday morning, beginning this morning, and also through November. But everything, listen to me now, everything that Jesus taught in the whole New Testament is the essence and core and summary of these Beatitudes of the Sermon on the Mount. If you want a quick summary, read the Sermon on the Mount and you will know everything that Jesus elaborated on and expounded upon. This, this is it. This is it. So we're coming right back to the foundation, to the very basics, the essence, the core, the summary. Now, these words in this holy book, and I'm really thinking about the Sermon on the Mount today because it, 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 is, it covers the whole New Testament but these words are changeless words. They are as irrelevant this morning 
as they were then when Jesus spoke them. Things change all the time. We live in change. The only thing that is predictable in life is change. And change is the source, basic source of all stress. So everything is changing. Friend, if you feel like you want to just say, well, I I just want to stop the merry-go-round and get off. (laughs) Well, here it is. If you want something that is changeless, and I can assure you, This is the only thing I can think of today that is changeless, is the Word of God. So I'm going to go back to, I mean, our clothes change, our worship services change. Uh, Everything is, is is in a flux, so to speak. But not this, not this. So let's let's go right back and look at it today. These nine beatitudes are changeless. It tells us in these nine Beatitudes that Christianity begins within. That's where it is, inside us. Now, this is very important. It's life inside us. So we're going to have a few late people coming in. That's okay. Better late than never. True religion begins inside. I want to contrast a a Christmas tree with an apple tree. I'm going to contrast the two. A Christmas tree does not have roots. The one you bring in the house doesn't have roots. You go out in the woods and you cut it down or you go uh, somewhere and you buy a Christmas tree and you bring it in. And then you put all those beautiful ornaments on it. And I love the Christmas tree. I, I really enjoy it, even trimming it. That I remember as a little boy... Um, I was out, and when I got home, my mother and sister had already trimmed the tree, and I wanted to be part of trimming that tree, putting those ornaments on. But notice, in a Christmas tree, everything is tacked on from the outside. The lights, the tinsels, the bulbs, from external. But now take an apple tree. It has roots down in the soil. The sun comes out and, and warms it. God sends the rain and gives it moisture. And then, and then something beautiful, miraculous happens. Apples appear. But the apple tree has its decoration, apples, from the inside out. The Christmas tree has its decorations from the outside. I don't even know that it goes in. <laughs> But I want to be a Christian with the very life of Jesus in me. And I'm sure this is the kind of Christian you want to be. So that the fruits of the Spirit and the character of Jesus will come out. I don't want to tack it on. And I believe, and I think you're aware also, that many people tack on religion. They go to church a couple times a year. Uh, They were christened. they, they get all the, the ornaments and it's all coming in from the outside. But that born-again experience where the very life of heaven enters into you <clears throat> hasn't come to them. But then on the other hand, there are those who accept Jesus as their Savior. By accepting him, he comes in. Then they are baptized as a witness of something that has already taken place. And now it's beginning to work itself out. So 
Let the Holy Spirit come upon us. Breathe the very breath of heaven into us so that the character of Jesus will flow out from us. I, I, there, there are people that are, they're, they want to love and they, they try to love and they want to love everybody, but they don't have the energy, the power within them. And so they're tacking it on with, 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 a, with a smile and a handshake, but the, the real goods just aren't there. They, they, they have to put their own energy in it to make it work. So let's look at these Beatitudes and see how the energy of Jesus comes in, flows out through us, and Jesus is seen. Now, <clears throat> do you in the booth, uh, Tammy isn't there today. We've already worked on this. Do we have the, the tree in my front yard? Can you put that up? Okay, there it is. Isn't that an uh, ugly looking thing? <laughs> but it was uglier <laughs> uh, before those little green leaves were on it. Uh, I have three trees that look just like that. And uh, I planted them years ago, about 30 feet apart. And uh, they just grew up and then they grew, the limbs grew into each other. So from time to time, Every so many years, I have to have a prune back. Oh, that was so big. Uh, so the man came, about four or five fellas. They cut it back, and they ground it all up and cleaned up the yard. And, and then uh, the man came up to the door for the check. He wanted to be paid. Of course, he worked hard. And so I paid him. And then he looks at me, and he said, this was the wrong time of the year to prune these trees. I looked at him like I lost my mind. I said, why are you telling me that now? It's done. It's over. Why didn't you tell me that ahead of time? I don't know. And he said, well, it's the wrong time. I thought, oh, all these years, those pretty trees, they're dead. They're dead. And then I had a neighbor down the street. I was talking to him. Oh, I was really put out. And he said, well, I think they're going to come back. I think they'll come back. And, uh, but he and I both were looking toward the spring. But then God performed a miracle just for me. And he, see, it was hot, very hot weather when they pruned that tree. And uh, too hot to cut off the limbs. But then when the weather started getting a little cool, the, the green came out. And so I don't have to wait until spring. And it all came from the inside when I got up one morning and I looked out and I thought, oh, praise the Lord, it's alive. <laughs> and so it is with Jesus in our hearts. We're alive in Christ. The energy of the Holy Spirit is within us. Now I can love everybody. Even my enemies, if I have any. Isn't the Lord good to us? Yes. Praise be to God forevermore and for his Great love and mercy to us. Okay, now, if you have your Bibles, we're going to go back now to Matthew chapter 4 and 5. And we're going to watch the Lord Jesus begin working with this crowd, bringing his own spirit to them. <clears throat> and I, I'm in full opinion this morning that the Holy Spirit, through the power of Jesus, 
is going to come to us and be brought to us. Friend, get ready for some heavenly energy. Not ensure or boost. (laughs) But the work of the Holy Ghost imparting Jesus. Get Jesus. Come on. Get Jesus. And we can get him when he gets us. And so that's what we're doing today, allowing him to come in. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message, following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that is sure to encourage your faith and spiritual formation in Christ. The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Coming back now to... Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Soul poverty. Simply meaning, certainly not meaning poor in material things uh, without food or adequate clothing or shelter. Uh, There's nothing blessed about being poor materially. Nothing at all. But look at how we're really blessed. If you want to connect with those upraised hands over you as he ascends back to heaven. If you want to really make that connection, here it is, here it is. Blessed are the poor in spirit, soul poverty. It's, let me talk about myself for just a moment. It's me realizing I'm a sinner. I don't know how to get to God. I don't have the power to get to God. All I can do is say, God, have mercy on me, pity me. I'm poor in spirit. I have problems. I have trials. There's difficulties in my life. Oh, how I wish I could resolve them. How, how I wish I had no enemies. And again, I don't think I have any. I may have. But boy, somebody's keeping them real secret. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm poor. I can't do Christianity. I only have Jack Moore spirit. But there's another spirit, the Holy Spirit. There's the blessing of the upraised hands over me. And all of a sudden, like the tree in my front yard, my life was absolutely barren, helpless. And then something happened from the inside. And then something began to happen on the outside. What is happening? I have become and am becoming a new creature in Christ Jesus. And it's all happening from within, without. I'm not a decorated Christmas tree trying to tack on and make people believe and even make myself believe. There's too many people that they've deceived themselves. They've done a deception job on the... They think they're okay. They're on their way. Like my dad said to me when I wanted to be baptized after becoming a Christian, I had been baptized by immersion before I became a Christian. Because the pastor told me, you got to be baptized. That's every Sunday in that church, we heard sermons on baptism, and we all took Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper, every Sunday, every Sunday. 
And so I, I followed along. I just let the church start tacking things on to me. But then there was a great change in my life. I accepted Jesus as my Savior, and I felt that new life come in. And every once in a while, I feel it again. It comes in. It energizes me. And I'm thankful. Oh, I wanted to feel it again this morning. I want that new life to come in. I want to walk out of here a new creature in Christ Jesus. And the Lord is here to give that blessing. And so now that I've been born again, and I was about, about 14 years old, and I said I wanted to be baptized. My dad said, you have already been baptized. And I tried to explain to him, but, but I was baptized because the church that we went to told me I needed to be baptized. But they didn't tell me why I needed No one ever told me I was a sinner. And then went to my grandmother's church, and the pastor preached a sermon. He later became a missionary to Africa. Maybe that's what stirred me up about overseas missions so much, that impression upon a young boy. And he invited me to come to the altar. And I was in my grandmother's church, a little church. I went up, knelt down, and Reverend Macaulay knelt down beside me. Now, I, I couldn't join his church. I couldn't tithe to his church. I, I had to go back to Pennsylvania. I was just visiting my grandparents. And, but he knelt beside me, not to get anything out of me, but to give to me new life in Christ or to tell me about it and how to get it. And he did. And I was one of the speakers at his funeral several years ago. And I couldn't help but remember. And the tears just flowed. And when we were over in that little building over there, that dear old man came and preached one Sunday. And I told the congregation, this is the man that preached the sermon, told me I was a sinner. People don't want to hear they're sinners. Friend, chances are every one of us in thought, word, or deed sinned this past week. Very few days go by that we don't sin. That's why we need this ongoing confession, and that's why we have to have ongoing communion. It doesn't happen, and then you're super-duper Christian forever and ever. No. We need Jesus. We need the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We need confession and repentance as an ongoing. How many times do you wash your dishes? How many times do you get your clothes clean? How many times do you take a bath? Hey, we need a spiritual bath. <laughs> and the Lord comes to bless and to help us. But notice what he's saying here. A sense of powerlessness. A sense of helplessness. Helplessness before God. It's, it's not just hearing it and saying, I, I believe it, but now I'm beginning to feel it. Someone talks about a feeling religion. Friend, if you don't feel it, you don't got it. But when I sense I'm a sinner, when Reverend Macaulay preached that sermon and gave that altar call, I was back there somewhere, and I felt it. I guess I was seated with my grandmother, but I felt it. What did I feel? I felt unclean. I felt lost. I felt sin. I felt God wasn't in my life. And everything I felt was true. And he said, would you like to come up here and receive Jesus as your Savior? And I went up. And even to this day, to this very hour, I have those feelings that will come. And I go to the Lord and say, Lord, 
I have a problem. I have a difficulty. I have an attitude. I, I have a disposition. And, and I, I spell it out to him. Help me. Forgive me. Give me power to overcome. And then that comes, that energy from the inside. I'm not a decorated Christmas tree. I'm an apple-bearing apple tree <laughs> by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, when you sense you're powerless in that trial, in that need, you're wondering how you're going to get on, out of it, get beyond it, well, the same way you got out of your sin and got beyond it, you go to Jesus with it and talk to him about it, that helplessness. When you feel that sense of helplessness, it's then there's hope for you. If you don't feel the sense, then you're stuck and you don't have the, the energy to move beyond. It has to be a divine energy. Then it says, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Then I really know heaven has come down and entered me. Now I'm in the kingdom of God because I've confessed out all my problems in that trial, that difficulty, uh, that sin, whatever it is. I've confessed it all out. I've asked for his help. I remember that he is a God of blessing, of upraised hands. He went back to heaven blessing me, and he never pulled his hands off of my head, over my head, or your head. Uh, now he forgives my sin, heals my diseases and hurts and griefs and comforts me and just helps me in my discouragement. Uh, this, uh, Friend, if, if, if you know you're poor in spirit, I'm not going to ask anybody to raise your hand, but if you have a sense of being helpless before God in the situation you're in right now, that might be you're a sinner, that, that might be a trial that you're in, or a difficulty, or a problem. But wherever you are in your spiritual journey, if you're feeling helpless and powerless, friend, there is hope for you. But if you're not feeling that way, helpless and powerless to get out of that and move beyond that grief and that sorrow and that problem and that difficulty, if you're not feeling it, well, you're going to stay right where you are. And nothing's going to happen. But who wants to stay there and live that way? But Jesus has come, impressed upon me. I want to bless the Largo Community Church. Give me the word, Lord. He gave it to me. I've given it to you. Thank God for the truth of his word. And he said, blessed are those who mourn. I'm using two of them today. Simply, I'm mourning over my sin. I'm mourning because I have an attitude that I know in all honesty that is not a good attitude. It's not a Christian attitude. A disposition. I'm, 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 I'm avoiding certain people. There, there's something wrong with me, Lord. You talk to that Savior that way. There's hope for you. There's healing. There's wholeness. And you will feel like you're being saved all over again. And so to speak, you are. This is what the Lord is doing. And it says, blessed are those who mourn. You're mourning, you're, you're sorry, you're telling God. It says, for they will be comforted. God will fix it for you. All you need to do is turn to him. So this is the day the Lord has made. He's ready to do something beautiful and wonderful for you and to you, in you. Don't be a decorated Christmas tree. Don't just tack on Christianity. Let the life of Jesus well up 
come up, fill you, come out through you. You will become a new character. Your characteristics will change. Everything will change because Jesus makes all things new. Are you feeling the blessing of God in your life today? If so, praise and thank Him for His loving kindness. And if not, reach out in prayer and tell Jesus your heartfelt needs. He will take those needs and replace them with blessings and comfort. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. Thanks, Eric. Before I leave you today, I want to thank you for your prayers and your financial gifts for the support of this ministry. You're my partner. I'm your partner. We're on the same team. We're on God's team. God bless you as you continue to pray and give. And I thank you. God bless you. I'll see you next time. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.